0: Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. First Communion. First Communion means the first time that someone participates in the special sacrament by eating bread and drinking wine. First Communion is a common thing within the Roman Catholic Church and is usually given to children as early as seven or eight and after they have been confirmed. In Protestant churches, a person is eligible for communion if they are born again as this is considered the most fundamental requirement, a second and equally important requirement is that the individual is living right with God. Simply put, before you take Holy Communion, you should confess your sins. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. 1 Corinthians 11 verses 27 to 29. Today I want us to consider not first communion, as in the first time a person takes Holy Communion, but the first communion after the death of Jesus. It is not spoken of in the Bible, but I invite you to join me as we witness what it could have been like. The disciples met together. It could be during the period leading up to his ascension or while they were in the upper room. But there was a first time that they had communion after his death. Maybe Peter was the one who would lead it in this sacred ceremony. There's a table in the room and there's a loaf of bread and a chalice of wine. We can see the former fisherman, the one who denied ever knowing Jesus the night when he was arrested. That same Peter is now leading First Communion. The room is still and he reverently pulled the bread closer to him. Guys, this is the first time we're doing this, but it won't be the last time. I want to take you back to the night when our master Jesus introduced this to us. We had just finished the feast of the Passover. In fact, he had just given us the last cup and said, Take this and divide it among you, for I tell you that I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Luke 22 verse 17. Then, without warning, he took up the loaf of bread. No one said anything, but each of us wondered to ourselves, what is he going to do with bread? Here is what he did. He took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave to us, saying, This is my body given to you. Take and eat. This is my body. But before Peter broke the bread, he asked John to explain that part. You see, the night when Jesus introduced communion to them, they did not receive the peace about my body given for you because they would not accept that he was going to die. It did not make sense to them. And so Peter might have turned to John and asked him, John, out of all of us, you were the only one who witnessed what happened to the master the next day. Tell us about it. With tears streaming down his face, John described in graphic details what they did to the master. John saw when they took him into the praetorium and called all the soldiers together, stripped him and put on a scarlet robe on him, slammed a crown of thorns on his head and then they tied him to a post and they flogged him. Brutally flogged him with pieces of leather attached to a pole. a a strand, and at the end of each piece were bones and hooks and metals. I lost track of how many lashes he got, but there were many, and each time it tore out pieces of his flesh. Then they gave him the cross to carry as they led him up the hill outside of the city walls up to Golgotha. My friends, this was the worst part. They stripped the master down to nothing and then they laid him out on the cross and they nailed huge nails in his hands and feet. You have never seen such brutal treatment of a criminal, criminal. but this was our master. And as I watched it all, I remembered what he said the night before. This is my body which is given for you. No wonder he broke the bread as he wanted us to understand that his body would be severely wounded for our transgressions and bruised badly for our iniquities. John paused and they ate the bread in silence. Then Peter took the chalice of wine and he did exactly what Jesus did. He gave thanks and before he gave it to the men, he asked John to speak one more time. John spoke about the scene being very bloody as he saw the blood of Jesus gushing out of every wound, his head, his back, his hands, his feet. And he told them how while Jesus was hanging on the cross, how one soldier rammed a spear in the side of the master and more blood and water came out. John said, It was hard to watch, but as I closed my eyes, I remembered the night when he gave us the cup and he said, "'This is my blood which is shed for you.' That night it did not make sense, but today it does. His body was broken and battered and ripped in places for our sins. His blood was shed, all of it, to wash away our sins.' That is how I imagine the first communion that the disciples celebrated after the death of Jesus. Later on, we hear the voice of Paul. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Today, my friend, we take communion, some every day, some every Sunday, some once a month, some once a quarter. Regardless of how often you do this, my friend, Each communion is a celebration of what Jesus endured to bring us eternal life. That is why we must not take it lightly. If you are not in the right frame of mind, don't touch it. If you are not born again, don't participate. But to every person washed in the blood of Jesus, whose sins are forgiven and they are serving Jesus, go ahead, one more time and celebrate the death of Jesus, that death that brought us life.